Not only is the IU men's team going to have one of the top players in the nation with Trace Jackson Davis, the women's team with Grace Berger is going to be right there alongside them. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Wednesday, November 2nd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. ESPN released on uh, Tuesday a top 25 ranking of the players uh, in the country ahead of the 2022-23 season. We spent a healthy amount of time talking about Trace Jackson Davis, his All-American awards. And while Grace Berger has not received uh, quite as much preseason All-American love, uh, she is still considered one of the top players in the country this year. ESPN has her on this list as the top-ranked, only-ranked Hoosier at number 17. Here's what they had to say about Grace. The super senior has been a huge part of the Hoosiers' climb to national prominence, including the Elite Eight appearance in 2021. She hasn't shot a lot, shot the three-pointer a lot, having made 37 in her career, but is a very reliable mid-range shooter who also has a lot of strength finishing at the rim. Berger is consistently productive rebounder and playmaker for the Hoosiers, who will contend for the Big Ten title this season. It's always nice to see um, players like Grace Berger get the love that they deserve. Maybe a little underrated on the national radar. I mean, IU women's basketball, even if they've been a lot better in the last couple seasons, are still not a traditionally uh, – good program to be honest to to kind of be blunt about it so to see uh someone like burger get this type of love it's awesome it's warranted hopefully it continues throughout the season uh she is one of the very uh best or very top ranked uh, players in the big 10 on this list might be a little surprised that mckenzie holmes isn't on here uh this list which was compiled by a trio of espn writers uh, Charlie Cream, Alexa Philippou, and M.A. Vopel, uh, all ESPN women's basketball, women's college basketball writers, um, said, says a taking into consideration last season's performances and what might be expected of the players this season. If those, if that's the criteria, then it's probably understandable, borderline fair, maybe that McKenzie Holmes is not on this list because she only played half a season last year. Um, and though we talked to Wyatt Crosher, Crozier, excuse me, last week about the women's basketball team, which I strongly encourage you guys to go listen to that episode. We previewed the Big Ten kind of in general. He gave his list of the top 40 women's basketball players uh, in the Big Ten. There's some variations here we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. Um, he had Mackenzie Holmes really highly ranked on that list. She is among the honorable mentions on this list, uh, the also receiving votes category, just outside the top 25. They say they're going to update this list as the season goes along, uh, 
if Mackenzie Holmes plays at the level that she did last season, the level that is um, kind of expected of her, she's going to be on this list. She is a top 25 player in the country, uh, and she will be on this list before the end of the season. Knock on wood, assuming she does not get injured, which um, let's hope not. Let's knock on wood, do whatever ritual you need to do. Grace came in third among Big Ten players. Caitlin Clark was ranked number two in the nation in terms of the top 25. Aaliyah Boston of South Carolina was one. Caitlin Clark was two. Fair. Caitlin Clark's really good. Um, And honestly, this kind of shows how good Indiana was against her because she didn't really have a big game um, against Indiana, especially in the Big Ten title game. A lot of that credit goes to Nicole Cardano Hillary. This kind of further shows how good she was against um, against Clark. Uh, she Clark had 18 points on 17 shots in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, now, or she had 18 points on 17 shots in the first IU meeting. The home meeting, she did go off a little bit. 29 points on 20 shots, uh, eight points, eight rebound or uh, eight rebounds, eight assists. Excuse me. Um, She's, she's really good. I don't need to tell you guys that. She's incredible. Number two is warranted, valid. Uh, she is really, really good. Perhaps a surprise, ranked above Grace Berger, J.C. Sheldon of Ohio State comes in at 11th. Um, she I, Look, we, we've talked a lot about how that Ohio State team just came out of nowhere and won the Big Ten last season. Uh I mean, they had talent. J.C. Sheldon is very talented. I don't know that I put her above Grace Berger, but obviously we're a little biased in that. I'll be fair to admit that. But Grace Berger is really, really good. J.C. Sheldon's really good. I don't think she's that much better than Grace Berger. Uh, maybe a little bit underrated for Grace Berger. She has an unassuming game, uh, Grace does, that um, you. I don't want to sound conceited when I say this, but like, People who really love basketball and understand basketball really love her game. So it's almost, I don't want to say an acquired taste, but you really appreciate her game the more you know about basketball is maybe the best way to put it. Diamond Miller comes in at 21st from Maryland. Maryland had a the mass exodus we talked about. A lot of former Maryland players are on this list. Ashley Owusu, who transferred, she's at 16. Uh, and they had one more transfer, the Angel Reese at number seven. Uh, Maryland would have been really damn good this season. I'm not sure there was ever a full explanation given as to what happened, but um, Diamond Miller, the best of those left, and she comes in at 21st. Monica Sinano at 25th. I don't know that there's as big of a gap between Caitlin Clark and Monica Sinano as, uh, as this ranking would have there be. Monica Sonato is really good. And again, maybe a little bit of bias there because she just destroyed Indiana last season. But um, Caitlin Clark gets a lot of love. Monica is really, really, really good as well. 21.6 rebounds, 68% from the field last year. My word, incredible. Uh, Also, honorable mentions, Taylor Mikesell of Ohio State, another Buckeye on there. Uh, Some IU opponents they're going to see this season. Um not shocking. Tennessee's fifth ranked. They had two players ranked in an honorable mention. Jordan 
Jordan Horston uh, comes in at 15th. Rakia Jackson at 18th. And Tamari Key is an honorable mention. Uh, Deja Kelly is a North Carolina Tar Heel that comes in at 23rd. The Hoosiers have the Tar Heels in the Women's Big Ten ACC Challenge as well. So uh, IU is going to see a lot of talent this year. Between the Big Ten talent, the out-of-conference talent, um, IU is going to... The women's team has really made a point of emphasis to test themselves against some of the best programs in the last couple seasons, and that's going to continue to be the case. On the note of the women's program, we're going to preview a handful of role players that uh, the Hoosiers are going to rely upon this season, and starting with a couple of front court players, a newcomer, Alyssa Geary, a returnee, and Keandra Brown. We're going to look at both them. Both of them, excuse me, here in a moment. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor, LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Uh, it's a very simple process. You you create your job posting on LinkedIn. You add the job, your purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile so people know that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview. Uh, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The IU front court last season had their depth certainly tested uh, with the injury to McKenzie Holmes. Um, there's some good, there's some bad in that. Uh, one of the players that stepped up in a big way was Alexa Goulbay. She will not be around this season. Uh, graduated, moved on, was a, a big piece of um, the puzzle for Indiana. I don't want to say taking her place because that's fate putting a, a lot of pressure on an incoming transfer. But Alyssa Geary transfers in as a forward who is going to at least at the very least help take the minutes left open by ghoul bay um it's not necessarily a like for like fit which is going to make it interesting to see how geary kind of uh meshes into this front court six four uh see uh senior a forward obviously who uh comes from providence uh one of the handful of transfers uh head coach terry morin was able to land uh, this summer, this off season, um, she Geary is going to be a, an important piece on this team. Last season, she played 26.4, uh, minutes per game, nine and a half points, uh, 4.2 rebounds. So here's the deal. She had a shoulder injury that really hampered her. She had surgery right after the season was over it really impacted her shot. So the shooting percentages are bad last season, as in 37% from the field, 18% from the three-point line. 
I don't know that I put much stock into that because they were a lot better the year prior. Just across the board, she was better in the year prior. 30 minutes per game, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 42% from the field, 26% from the three-point line. Still isn't great, but I put a lot more stock into that. And if you look at her kind of career averages, they're a lot closer to that than what she was last season in terms of efficiency. What she's going to bring to Indiana, though, is size in that front court, depth in that front court. It's I don't want to classify it as replacing Goulbay because that's that's impossible. Goulbay was such a huge part of the Hoosiers, stepped up in an enormous way when Holmes went down. Uh, they're not even a like-for-like. Goulbay was able to step out to the three-point line last year. Um, that's not, as we kind of said... Geary will shoot three pointers. She averages two point three point game per two point three per game. Excuse me, getting tongue tied there. Uh, but she's only a twenty seven percent three point shooter. For comparison's sake, um, Goulbay shot on her three pointers last year thirty four percent. Even that's a little below average. Um, so. Not a like-for-like. Goulbay shot three threes per game last season, uh, but not far off. And more than anything, how she adjusts and adapts is going to be interesting to see. Having her available is going to be key. It doesn't seem like she really misses games, especially if she's able to play through a shoulder injury last season. So I'm not entirely concerned about that. She certainly seems like someone who... It's going to be on the court and be available, but every front court piece for this Hoosier team, there aren't a ton of them. Uh, having them all available on the court is going to be important this season. One of the others that's going to be in that front court this year is Keandra Brown, a, a familiar face that played, obviously, last season. Um, even with Holmes' injury, it wasn't necessarily a huge role she played. Uh, 30 games played 13 minutes a game um maybe underselling it a bit not saying she didn't have a huge role she was important uh kind of soaking up some minutes 2.9 points 3.2 rebounds per game 58.9 percent from the field just kind of a, a traditional um big traditional forward doesn't step out and shoot three pointers uh she shot five in her career um and is able to kind of bang down low a little bit more. Injury uh, late in the season really limited her availability. Uh, she didn't play in most of the Big Ten tournament until the final. She had one brief stint, played a little bit versus Charlotte, a little bit versus UConn, um, really hampered her down the stretch. But before that, she did step up in a big way, especially in a couple of crucial games. The Purdue game immediately after, um, <clears throat> Mackenzie Holmes's injury. She plays 28 minutes with eight points and four rebounds in that overtime win. Uh, that was huge. 24 minutes, 6.6 .6 rebounds, uh, in a big win at Illinois. So she had moments, um, just having her on the court, played 30 minutes against Michigan state. Uh, we mentioned 28 minutes in that Purdue game, 24 minutes in the win over Nebraska, which turned out to be a pretty good win. So she's reliable, nothing spectacular necessarily, 
Um, so another serviceable post presence, I guess, would be a way to describe it. Um, not everybody on the team needs to be this necessarily standout superstar player. Having these reliable kind of role players that you can turn to for 10, 12 minutes a game to give your other players a rest is valuable uh, in, in its own right. So um, Brown proved last season, even when uh, someone like Holmes goes down, she can continue being a productive player. I would imagine that's going to be the role she has. While Geary could could potentially step into the, the starting lineup, we don't really know what that starting lineup is going to look like next season. Uh, I say next season, the end of this week is their exhibition game. We don't really know what that lineup is going to look like. Um, it, cl- it could include Geary. It, it could include a smaller lineup. Geary's going to play a lot of minutes. Uh, Brown's role is largely going to stay the same. I wouldn't be surprised if her minutes maybe took a little bit of a tick down. We'll see how that goes. Maybe uh, Terry Morin wants to keep players fresher and goes to the bench a little bit more. Uh, But Brown has proven to be a reliable bench option as a big uh, who can come in and give you 10, 12 quality minutes per game, which valuable in its own right. Last person we're going to talk about is perhaps one of the biggest new players on the Hoosiers. I, I was trying to think it's her, Sydney Parrish, Sarah Scalia, who we've talked about intermittently. Uh, we, again, we talked about her with uh, Wyatt Crozier last week. Uh, let's get a, an idea of what this season could look like from here uh, for her, um, especially as she kind of adapts to a new role. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline is your number one source for your betting football uh, and start of the basketball season this year. These guys have you covered for everything. Fastest, easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. IU comes into Saturday's game against Penn State, a 14-point underdog over under a 50, 425 money line, plus 425, obviously. Uh, for, um, for the Hoosiers, I, I looked around just to see if I was curious, no odds, shockingly, not even long shot odds for Tom Allen to be the next Auburn head coach. Um, Tom Allen also not on the first coaches fired list. Uh, I guess Vegas knows about that buyout as well. So, um, if you want to bet on the IU football game, Bet Online had you guys covered this week. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sarah Scalia, someone that I can't say this enough. What a get for Indiana out of nowhere. An absolutely uh, remarkable uh, transfer for the Hoosiers to, to land. Last season was the number one option for Minnesota. 17.9 points per game, 39.6 from the field, 41.3 from the three-point line. Uh, It's rare that you see someone shoot better from three than from two, but um, the Hoosiers could use somebody that is that good from the three-point line. She was an all-Big Ten caliber uh, player that the Hoosiers get in the transfer portal out of nowhere. I don't think anybody was anticipating this one. So um, I, I think the biggest question for her 
is going to be how she adapts to being now the third option in an offense. And not that she's always been the number one option in Minnesota, but having gone through what she went through last year, how does she kind of apply everything she's learned, all her skill sets, to kind of take a little bit of a step back this year on an Indiana team that has Graceberger, that has McKenzie Holmes, that are going to be the first and second options on the team. Scalia's going to have moments where Indiana needs her to do things, especially if Berger's out of the game, for example. Um, but she's probably not going to be the number one option very often. Um, how does she adapt to that? How does she um, kind of, I don't want to say take a step back necessarily, but not as much is going to be asked of her. The ball won't be in her hand quite as often, things like that. It's a new system, new role with a new team. How does she adapt to that? Is she going to continue to be the same three-point shooter in different situations? Um, again, with Grace Berger, with um, Mackenzie Holmes, I could see a lot more of Scalia's three-pointers being spot-up three-pointers or catch-and-shoot three-pointers, whereas maybe that wasn't the case last year in Minnesota where she's uh, she has the ball in her hands more. It seems like a small thing, but it's a lot different to be a good three-point shooter off a pick-and-roll versus a good spot-up three-point shooter. They're two different skill sets. Um, the best shooters can can do both. Uh, we'll see if Scalia is kind of that level of shooter, but she's going to have a lot more of those spot-up catch-and-shoot three-pointers. Is she going to continue to score at that same rate as last season? Shot 41.3% last season, which is great. The thing is, the season prior to that, it was 33.6. Prior to that, her freshman year is 36.9. Um, could be some questions there still. 33.6 would have been almost the best on Indiana last season anyway. 36.9 as well. Uh, career average of 38% would be the best shooter Indiana had last year. So... It's not the worst if her shooting percentage goes down. It's going to be how she adapts to those new roles. Also, something we haven't talked a lot about, it's kind of hard to predict in individual player rankings, is defense and, and what level of defense these players are going to play. Indiana made its name last season, last two seasons, with its defense, just stifling defense led by Nicole Cardano-Hillary. Again, I don't want to say Scalia is replacing Cardano-Hillary, but... She's taking those minutes, her and Allie Patberg's minutes. Um, both those two were really, really, really good defenders. Is Scalia going to be able to do something close to that level? I don't expect her to come in and be a Nicole Cardano-Hillary who was as good of a defender as maybe there was in the Big Ten on the perimeter last season. I don't expect that, but there's going to have to be something close to that uh, for Indiana to really take that step forward. Cause I think this offense will be a lot better this season. The defense is going to have to not fall off drastically with the loss of so many important pieces of last year's team. A lot of that is going to fall at the hand of Scalia in some ways with her being the starting point guard. Now, We'll see how she's able to adapt. That's going to be a whole team effort, though. That's not all on Scalia. That's the whole team learning to adapt to uh, defending uh, and shutting down opponents this season. So 
It'll be interesting to see how Scalia, how Parrish, how the new players, how the old players all come together. See if the if the defense can stay at a high level this year. Um, if it can, hats off to Terry Morin because getting a new group like this to defend at a high level will be a a tall task. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to preview the second exhibition game for the IU men's basketball team. For your next listen, check out Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave that rating and review, all that fun stuff. You guys know the deal. Most importantly, though, guys, everybody have a great Wednesday in LAO.